0: Mustache on the outside Victoria Road. Silver Dot comes up the rail. Now it's Silver Dot. and Victoria Road and the code of Victoria Road. And Silver Dot, Europeans are
1: 1-2 in the juvenile turf. They're one these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jerry.
2: <laughs> on this team, we fight
1: for that itch. On this team, we tear ourselves. And everyone else around us to pieces for that inch. We claw with our fingernails for that inch. Because
0: we know when we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing.
2: They're off in the Breeders' Cup Classic. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Off in the Long Team Breeders' Cup Curve. They're off in the Breeders' Cup sprint. They're off in the Longines Breeders' Cup
0: Distaff. And Correction of War will take charge a Final Man, Mojo! So on the Matoli, Macaulay. Matoli's a monster. Matoli wins the sprint. Oh, what a horse he is! Take charge, Randy.
2: Welsh, uh, he's Aaron Altman. He's Mike Sommage. He's Magic. This is Blinkers Off. What's up, everybody? What's up, boys? Hello? Hi. <laughs> everybody good? Yeah. Everybody having fun? Nice. <laughs> okay Get your shit together tonight? Yep. Yep. No one's been drinking today. Somebody right, throw I me mean? a
3: football.
1: I'm ready. Let's go.
2: <laughs> I'm not doing I that. forgot though. you
3: had. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh we have, uh we've made it back to the, uh, the Airbnb after a day of uh, day one of racing at the Breeders Cup, uh, Breeders Cup Friday, and uh all
1: right,
2: how you guys feeling? Well, once we got back,
1: it's nice. That was a quite a traffic jam.
2: Yep, Took, that's wow. why everyone wondered if we we're going to do it. We we, we 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 planned on it. We just didn't get home until not long ago. We ate dinner, and uh here we are. So thoughts? I'll, I'll kick everybody. Like, sure. kind of, we, we obviously have a big uh, a big day tomorrow. Tomorrow's the main event. Saturday, of course, being the, the Breeders' Cup Classic. So, we'll get to that and kind of some of the races we're looking forward to tomorrow and we'll touch on some of those uh, picks. But before we do that, kind of initial thoughts or kind of initial reactions to what we saw today. I'll kick it
1: off with Hawthorne. We'll go around the table. Sure. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think as far as Breeders' Cup races go, we saw the first three races. We kind of all knew it was, you know, here and there and everywhere about who you're trying to go with. And they were horses that wasn't shocking that they won, but it was like, yeah, that's not, maybe we couldn't string all three of them together type of thing. I think the big shock was Cave Rock. I mean, just didn't really show up, I thought, with his best race. Forte was really good. No excuse for Cave Rock. Uh, could have won that race for sure it, with, with a better, you know, better effort, but just didn't do it. Uh, and then, thank God, a really nice way to end the day with that Exacta. Uh, for us in a really good race. Uh, you know, Silver Nod, a horse that had nowhere to run for almost the entire race, finally did, got through, and then Victoria Road was able to outduel him to the fish. That was uh, worth the price
3: of admission today. Yeah, but unfortunately the Cave Rock thing was was a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, Silver Rock uh, had more traffic trouble than we did getting out of Keeneland and that best <laughs> that's why that horse lost the race. But Silver Nod, definitely the best horse in that spot. Uh the only person who had a worse day than me was Bob Baffert, who yeah. Nothing went well for him at all today. You hate to see it. You really do. Uh, you know, National Treasure runs a, a decent third. You, you have Cave Rock, who is supposed to be a superstar, coming in. Uh, gets pressure from Hurricane Jay, doesn't switch leads down the lane. Forte runs right on by. Uh, Arabian Lions not able to get the job done. Speedbo Beach quits and finishes almost last. Tough day for Bob today at Keeneland. Well, Bob
1: screwed me twice. I went four out of five on both pick fives. How'd you like it?
3: I didn't like it. What
1: fun? <laughs> Not not going back for seconds. <laughs> well, you might tomorrow. But it would be thirds at this point. Well, that would be true, yeah. But no, it, it screwed me up. I mean, uh, four out of five on the light pick five, Cape Rock single, uh, four out of five in the early pick five and with three deep, and uh, still didn't get it. So the raving Lion race I'm talking about. So yeah, that was a real disappointment. If even one of those comes home, it's a great, great day. Uh, but like I said, at least the exact I came home there in that last one that helped.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was, you, you kind of, I think Arabian Lion, it's like, you went well. He, he ran well. I mean, oh, he did. If yeah. you had said he's gonna he's gonna beat the field by 20 links, you say, great. We'll just have to be another horse was with him and rally to get some of the Brad Cox horse. So it's like to me that it was like, well, shit. What are you supposed to do? Uh, Cave Rock was disappointing. I mean, I thought he got the trip. I get some people argue that he went too fast or whatever, but I mean, shit. What th- that field? We all thought he's gonna dominate that field and i don't care if you go a little too fast or whatever like he, he had nothing whenever they needed like when he needed something from him
1: well the first quarter was fast but the second quarter was not right and, yeah. go ahead you well, we were standing right there yeah, yeah we were every route race today that we saw they went fast early to get positioned in that first turn and slow i mean there were some races where they went 25 seconds down the back stretch and you yeah. just in this race i really thought like, like i didn't think K rock had an excuse like hurricane jay he should have disposed of like he did and kept pulling away, not changing the leads in the stretch was a real
3: concern because he's never done that before. And this is the first time we got any pressure, Mike, but with a hurricane J yeah. The four wide on the first turn was an issue too. He did not settle. Even when he was outside of hurricane J, he floated out himself out in the first turn. And and then they go, yeah, it was faster. It, It was in line with what he'd done at Santa Anita, but that track was more tiring than what we'd seen from Santa Anita. So those times were in my mind, pretty sped up anyway. So once you saw Forte making the move, you knew it was over. He just looked like a freight train once he started rolling.
1: It was really like watching three different races because he turned for home and you're looking at national treasure, and it's like, yeah, he's starting to put a little not the distance normally, but a little bit of a little bit of separation. It's like, oh, he's still gonna win, but he's not looking great. And you're right, once you picked up Forte, it's like, oh, there's no chance. Even when he was four or five behind, I said, No, he'll never hold him off because he never really looked comfortable in the stretch, and Forte looked like a million blocks rounding for home. I mean, yeah. um, you know, as, as much as you would have loved to hit a big five in there, uh, you know, and I'm sure some of you did that used Forte. But uh, end of the day, it was really cool to see Forte win a horse we were on live for the last time he ran. And Thomas, you and I had a huge yeah, ticket on him yeah. and loved him, and and he looked fantastic. And they got to give him a ton of credit. I thought he ran a huge race. Yep. Does anybody know, because I saw it in the chat, and there was a little bit of chatter when we were there at the track, where we were at, we couldn't see Forte, or I'm sorry, uh, K-Rock acting up, but was K-Rock acting up? Was there some sort of an issue with him pre-race? We just weren't in a position where we could see, but does anybody know? Were everybody in the chat, if you're watching, did you see that?
3: I never saw anything. Yeah, I didn't see anything on I mean, it. I was I saw him watched him in the that on TV. You looked so right, the, the, right. Yeah. where
1: we were at for people to know we were we could see the whole paddock, but as soon as they leave for the track, we can't see them until we get down there, and at that point, they're about ready to go out of the gate. Yeah, you know, Bryson says you know the 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 Chop
2: Chop being the favorite was the quintessential you know just terrible terrible uh, favorite, and I I think we we kind of expected that horse to be bad, but not maybe to that kind of
1: caliber. With that race, I wasn't surprised by how any like Chop Chop was awful, but it's like yeah. I didn't think any of them were any good, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I wasn't just shocked about that. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm shocked I guess she was that bad, right?
3: And Chocolate Gelato was like – Chop, 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 chop. never had a prayer. I mean, she was hung three wide in the first turn, five wide in the back stretch. Like, Rosario had her out – he was riding her like she was a million the best in that race. And she just wasn't. And so when they turned for home, she was absolutely empty. And and Wonder Wheel, a horse that had won twice, able to get the job done, he had a nice six-to-one price on her.
1: Uh, Magic, you got any thoughts on the on the day? Uh, you know what? I, I know that we had a lot of near misses. There were a lot of near misses with our picks. Cave Rock is a, is a great example. I thought that overall, we as a group handicapped well, just sometimes we just got beat. We thought that Cave Rock was a beast. Forte was just a better horse. There really, I don't think was much that Cave Rock could have done differently uh, from a performance perspective. He just got beat by a better horse. So I think that even though today, if you look, we had a net negative overall, I still feel good about tomorrow because I feel like we saw things really well. It just we, meditates another example. We haven't talked about Julie's turn. Yeah. We all were against her because she's never turned and she's never gone beyond seven furlongs. Well, we're like, well, this is a rough time to try her. And she was a beast. She was we really just wrong. She we was just, really just were wrong. The time. thing about it is it could have been an epic disaster, if not for the last race. right? And then yeah. we'd have a different tune. But you leave, the, you leave the place and it's like, it's a good last race. We're really not down that much. We're basically just treading water going on. Uh, to Saturday. But yeah, I, you know, with the, with the pick fives, the problem was like, I went five deep in the first two legs of the late pick five and the fifth horse on one. So when you are having to do that, your uh, strong opinion has to be right. And so that's what hurts. It's hard. And you've talked about the Summers too. It's hard to string together a fifth choice, a fifth choice, a fourth choice, a third choice, and a second choice. Yeah, it's, it's really, really hard to structure that.
3: You're tiptoeing through the daffodils, you can't crush any of them. Yep. That's that's incredibly difficult as you're trying to navigate. Mm-hmm. And so when you have horses where your strong opinions are like cave rock, yep, and that one falls apart, it's tough because I think all of us had forte in our top two or three. Yep, had a second. And, but when, had to single somewhere. Exactly. Yep. You you start ballooning the ticket size if you don't have that single somewhere. Yep. And, and Forte is one where you're I'm sorry, cave rock's one where you're singling. Or you're playing against so if you're properly structuring these tickets,
1: didn't mean to catch up, but imagine because the, the debate for me was do I single Silver Knot or do I single uh K Can you imagine singling Silver Knot and having Forte and being alive? That yeah, would be unbelievable, that, that
2: would be painful. Yeah, big, yeah. He, he actually came to the door earlier to sell us some stuff, and we just said, Come on in.
1: Uh, I absolutely love us. that. If you don't know the Book of Mormon, it's the greatest musical ever by the South Park guys. It's uh, um, just good. Obviously, I think it's
3: what chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. The kids are saying that. All right, you Come don't
1: know on. chef's kiss. I know what it is, uh, but Jesus Christ, this kid—he's Okay. He's a douche. Let's go. Don't, <laughs> don't use the Lord's name in vain. Uh, that. All right, well, well that's that's fair. That's it did it, it did feel like a
2: day that like you never really really were that wrong, but at the same time, you definitely weren't right. And uh obviously, uh, you know, Meditate was one where you're like, yeah, hey, I, was, I was against her. Like, well, I don't know what I was supposed to do. I, I was pretty adamant about that. She was awesome. Um, yeah, I had her on top, and uh, I bet Zagira instead. It was awful. <laughs> that, was, that was fun. Like, <laughs> But honestly, I, I talked a lot, a lot about it last night. <clears throat> Thankfully, I was able to hammer my actual opinion of last night and, and just beat, hammer the shit out of
1: Victoria Road.
2: And, <laughs> it doesn't uh, matter
1: who, yeah. how many losses, right, after that. Hey, I ended the day well, because <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I played that exacted with, uh, with Silk Knot and uh, Victoria Road. I played, boxed those two, dollars um exact box and I was it was it finally it was like, when they kind of got mid stretch like okay I got one
1: because it just oh you, for you sure yeah. once the
2: four got out you're like all right we got this so even the one gets beat I know one four is gonna
1: finish. Not, like, not just because we ended the day with the high with hitting that race but that race was my favorite because of oh, like like, yeah. like for Probably. people like we were so there was a the whole table of us from the, at the BCBC spot with Mike Everybody, aside from Tyler Hoffman, was, was wanting 4-1 in some capacity. And so when it looked like it was going to be 4-1, we all started screaming and jumping together. 4-1! 4-1! And the room went silent. And they're all watching us quite crazy well, about it, what was happening. Exactly. To, to be fair, our table was silent for nine races today. And then you Very loud, thought loud. we won a billion dollars. Yeah. Because we were so down. <laughs> and it's hard. Like, sometimes you lose races and it's just like, you're terrible and you weren't close.
3: When you're close, it just gets you really yeah, down. Everything this happens. Then the seat up four get free. So, oh. Well, the other, the other nice part about this is, honestly, the other Breeders' Cup races were pretty much snoozers, right? There was never really that yeah, close yeah, finish yeah. or anything like that. Other a, a uh, than the dead heat, the start of the, of the day, day, which was, was awesome. A, but every other Breeders' Cup race, you pretty much knew who the winner was mid mm turn or top of the stretch because you saw some of these just dominant moves that were being made that were clearly going to open up. So it was exciting to finally have one of those finishes, especially with what I think we all agree we're the two best horses in the race, too. Oh, oh you yeah. yeah. got to see the two best yeah. horses bang heads down the lane for a few years. we
1: were all ecstatic for those two horses. They showed up and they had excuses not to, because I'm trip was just atrocious. Like I said, when he gets free, it's, we're just dancing the last hundred yards because it's like, oh, they're gonna, they're yeah. gonna finish one too. It's just the order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just like hero's saying, the last leg of the pick three is was gonna go be either way. When yeah. they pull yeah. away, yeah. there's nothing greater than that feeling except when the longer rods horse
3: wins and it's the one. And the not one. sure exactly, ten bucks. Yeah. How, how about that photo? I think we all thought that was like a net oh, it, victory. Was very close. Yeah. It was yeah. Very, very close. Thing. Very, very excited. It, it got real close. Real tightly. Yep.
2: Well, the hell of a day, obviously, to to kind of. Round out the day of, with Cave Rock losing. Of course, I think I think we can all agree that that was a pretty top-heavy race in the sense that Forte, Cave Rock, and maybe even National Treasure all we'll see a lot more from. Um, I imagine I, well, I know all three of those horses will be drafted here coming up in a month in our uh, dude's fantasy draft yep. for, for three-year-olds or coming up three-year-olds. So, I mean, you know, that's are gonna at least seemingly gonna be a productive race. And and obviously, I, I don't. I mean, I imagine the maiden, uh, or not the maiden, the maiden tomorrow, and then the one we saw lose today to, to Brad Cox. So mm-hmm. both those two they should be involved. They yeah. should be involved yep. as well. I mean, we saw some mm-hmm. serious horses from the two year old department all day all day long yep. um, in terms of the kind of the you know the Derby type trail. Uh, but talking about some major races, we have we have a big day tomorrow.
3: Yeah, I okay. think yeah, it's uh, decent. It's, uh,
2: we got the flight line. We've got, we've got the sprint. Jackie Warrior. Nice. we got the distaff. We've got the turf. We're going we're gonna to basically each of us picked the race that we were we wanted to kind of look at and kind of highlight and look at and, and all talk about. So, obviously, a big day tomorrow. We're not going to get into every single race. If you want, you make sure you go check out the wagering guide at racingnews.com where we've got uh, the bank pro going. We've got Salvage's picks for uh, the BCBC or this kind of his analysis. We've got uh, Slim. Slim definitely focused on Saturdays if you want his tickets. Uh, all our top four is in there as well. So, obviously, if you want all of the information for Saturday's card, make sure you go to RacingDudes.com and go get the wagering guide. But for tonight, for today's show, we are going to look at an in-depth look at the Classic, the Sprint, the sprint turf. turf, and Distaff. Right? Turf Mile. Well, someone put this stuff on the title. That would be you. So I don't know
3: why you did that. <laughs> I but... think you talking this
1: stuff now. Yeah.
3: No, I like the turf model more. This stuff's not as fun. Okay. We'll race, this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to argue. This enough, right. okay. I thought somebody had
1: Wait, I did put this stuff. Whoops. <laughs> Let's fix that. Let's go. <laughs> Before we go on, Vicky's asking about how, like, how the mm-hmm. track played today. I thought it was extremely
3: fair. I don't think we take anything away from it. I was classic Keeneland. You want to be inside on the on the dirt. You want to be turf sprints. You got to be forwardly placed. I mean, the, the the two-year-old turf sprint collapsed, but it was because of how much outside speed specifically there was. Yeah, where you had the the ten, the eleven, the twelve all go, and that created just a mess. Um, and, and that's why you saw so many horses close, and the Euros do so well in that spot. Uh, two turns again. You got to kind of be forwardly placed there. You're not going to make these massive moves. And we saw Forte come from the middle of the pack, but one and two were one and two pretty much the entire way around. So hey, it's playing like Keeneland, but it's playing fair. I would say. Okay, I think it's playing fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a long way to say. I
1: think it's playing pretty yeah. fair. Well, and I don't. It's not. It's not so much. Where it's like you better be in the first or second, or you're screwed type of thing. Like. We Not saw winners from everywhere. Doesn't feel like 2020. No, no, it felt like a conveyor yeah. yeah, I was nervous about the turf course because we'd heard about the gallopers saying that they was they were chewing it up real easily on the outside of the dogs. I thought the turf was was fair as well, so yeah, I was I was pretty happy with how things went. Trish wants to know if we've been going out much. We've been doing shows. The same.
2: You want us on the show, you can't have us <laughs> yeah, going out. Like, we like, we're, <laughs> trying to, we're trying to do everything. Well, Unless you're a bar
1: and you'd like to host us, and we will yeah. come right out there and look at all the viewers we're bringing with us here. We literally wake up, work, go to the track, come home, work. That's
0: eat. what
2: we've been doing. Do we,
1: we, we Uber eat something in, yeah, so now we, we have been out.
2: And then we got to decide, do we want to go to bed or do we want to go out? And, and then we go to bed usually. And then we gotta get up in a couple hours. So
1: well, usually we've just been watching like football games. That's true. Somebody yeah. wanna know why I was wearing a tie, because I got a class this bitch up. That's why. Yeah, something like that. That's why. That's why. Oh, Trish is heading to McCarthy's. Well, no, we could go there. Trish. I like McCarthy's. Trish.
2: I mean what do you look like, Trish? Oh
0: Jesus.
1: <laughs> well, no, I'm just asking. Like maybe we'll see her. That's all I meant. First of all, that's Trish, all first of all, Trish has been a wonderful, long-time member of the comment <laughs> section, the chat section <laughs> look, for our live you shows. Took, you took. Second that. of all, if you want to know what she looks like, she has her profile picture. Here you in can't the see comments. it; it's small. She is. That's blonde, like. and she has <laughs> she has a really cute doggy. That's what that's what I see. Her. I'm just saying, like we, we look for it, we go. <laughs> It is. It is not the magic <laughs> mic show. off the yeah. it, it, it is currently blinkers off. It is not the magic mic show. Don't put that on us.
3: Okay. Yeah. It, it, it lasted
1: five minutes. Yeah. So, well,
3: that's because you don't. You don't do it in one take like professionals.
1: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, well, we do it in long. one take. I don't I know if we're professional, but we
3: do do it in one take. Mm. <laughs> Just change the rims. <laughs> I'll
1: be the super tall boy. There you go
0: all okay. right we
1: anyway. gotta go see y'all <laughs> <laughs> on the mccarthy Wait. you guys can get
2: the pics but
1: miranda's also a super tall blonde but we know what her we know what she looks like we do know what she looks like you're right okay problem solved we're good sometimes you can you know anyways um all right.
2: let's start this okay anyways all right <laughs> uh, we're gonna look at four different races from saturday at keelan for the breeders cup saturday card and halterman gonna kick things off for us with race seven, the guitar Racing Breeders' Cup Sprint, Grade One, two million dollars, uh, going six furlongs. Halterman, <laughs> keep this back on the back. On the boy, oh, yes, she oh, nice. Yeah, no, listen, uh,
1: I—that's uh, why I wanted to talk about the sprint. I just wanted to say that. Uh, listen, it, here it is. It's 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 right here for Jackie's Warrior. If, if he doesn't win this year, I I don't know what to say. There's no excuses. Should just go out to the front and and, and kind of cruise there. I don't know. I, 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 we ha- we saw cheap speed beat Cave Rock kind of. Maybe cheap speed will beat Jackie. I don't think so. I just think he looks. It would dope. it would be a suicidal effort because there's no horse in here like a Jack Christopher that's going to do that. That's going to have that natural speed to continue no. for a full six prolongs against the Jackies. Horse. Super Ojo is the horse that I think is like the cheap speed. Can you, like, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, can you call your buddy uh, Barry Otector, Jared? Ask him. Please do not cook Jackie's warrior. Just ride for a second in this race. Jackie Warriors, she nice. I'll talk to him. Drop that line. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. Barrio Sector will love that. No, listen, I, I it's 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 his time. If he doesn't win it now, obviously he's never gonna win it. I mean, Asperson's been quoted earlier in the week saying, look, he's too good not to be a breeders' cup winner. He should win it. There's just there's no excuse for him. Hopefully he gets it done. Well, I mean, a horse like Willie Boy, who you would think on paper is like, oh, that horse could challenge for the lead or something. They ran for second or third in the Vanderbilt against him last time. Like, they, it was very clear. Like so, They went solid. It was like, nope, we're not facing We're not beating him. All year long, he's been great. Like, but all year long, this division has been bad. I mean, bad. And the races where he doesn't show up to run in are horrific, right? Like, you know. So then you have that challenge. Okay, who's the three-year-old that can beat him? They none of them showed up gunite maybe you know I know the same barn we're going to and Gun gunite and uh, jack jack was for scratches obviously and so now it's like now who can beat him well maybe a Philly can beat him right i mean so that's just it he has towered over this this group all year the three-year-olds didn't show up the horse that beat him last time is in a different race you no. it's now or obviously never he has to show up and win tomorrow or it is a
3: major disappointment well and, and i mean last year right Special Reserve and Matt Turea Sky took it to him. There is no horse, no two horses in this race that can take it to him right. that can make him really struggle early mm-hmm. that will cost him the race late. And that's what you saw. I mean, he absolutely collapsed at the end of the, the, the season last year in this Breeders' Cup sprint because of the pressure he faced. And, and you look at who won with Aloha West. Uh, it's a collapse race. That's all it is, right? And that's and Aloha West has not been nearly as good the rest of the season. It hasn't been like a quote-unquote Breeders' Cup champ, which you'd expect, this field isn't nearly that difficult. He needs to win this race. Mm-hmm. This is a major knock on Jackie's warrior if he doesn't win this race after last year's efforts, and how much easier this year's race is. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I can speak for all of us here
2: that uh, we kind of went into this thinking, okay, let's try to beat him uh with Jack Christopher. They, you know, would kind of whenever when Chad said, Hey, we're gonna run here against Jack, Jackie's warrior, like, all right, that tells you a lot. Then, of course, he scratches, and all of a sudden, it goes from trying to beat Jackie's Warrior to, well, he's a single now. Uh, It's kind of that simple, and I'm kind of with you. I I personally think the only horse that can actually possibly upset him is uh, Kamari, but I I think that's unlikely. Uh, But I do think, as far as the talent level goes, if for some reason – Jackie gets pressured by someone else um, early on, and this thing kind of starts to melt down just a little bit. Kamari might be good enough to get it done, but I'm with you. Like it's to the point now where you're like, dude, it's time. You have to get it done. This is your last last race of your career. You've you yeah, this is it. you you you're over two in the Breeders' Cup so far. Last year, you can argue that you know not only did the pace uh, hurt him, but you know he had a, he ran a lot last year. It had yep. A tough campaign. This year it's been like, all right, let's go to the Breeders' Cup and let's go backwards and see how we get there. Yeah. Other than that kind of hiccup, you can say last time, uh, where he lost going seven furlongs, he's been flawless all year. And so this he, he's gotta win here.
1: Show up or shut up. Yep. So would you play an exact? Do you want to do a cold exact Jackie Story on top? Who are you using this? Well, I've grown a little fond of elite power. Uh I you know, the horse I know has faced absolutely nothing. I get it, but again. You read down the names here; it's not a star-studded group. I'm not. That's no disrespect. I mean, some of these horses are okay, but it's not a normal sprint where we're like, ooh, he's good. Wow, that one's good. You know, so maybe Elite Power, even though the class may not be there, I do think this horse is getting better and better. I really liked the race last time out at uh, Aqueduct. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, I heard an interview with Bill Maud. He said, "Hey, he's coming to the race really, really well. Not sure if he's going to be good enough, but he's going to fire." I like him in second. I think Elite Power can get up there and, and, and kind of make a race of this.
3: Yeah, I think it's elite Lee Power American Theorem. I think they're the next next yeah. best, too. And okay. I, I like the American Theorem quite a bit, and the Bing Crosby got the setup to be able to get it done. I think he could be the second-best horse in here. I, I, I'm interested in Kamari, but Kamari shouldn't be the second choice in this race. No. Well, I, I, that, I cannot back Kamari when she's going to be the second choice.
1: I, I can't get away from the fact that I know it's in California, but American Theorem is six for seven in the exacto when he goes in one turn. Like, forget the distance. This horse is so good going one turn. And, and you. we talk about, Mike, with horses that try the derby trail, and it doesn't work, and they get back to what they're good at. It took this horse a little bit longer because they kept trying it to make him go two turns. When they've come back to one turn, he's been so good. And I, I don't know about you guys, when this is a six for a long sprint, but it is a... There's a lot of good quality horses here. I would like a horse like American Theorem who's good at six net, who's good at seven, who I know will get in a fight and the horse that is only good for six is going to cook and get out and he has a little bit of extra there to fight for that second place finish behind what is hopefully a runaway winner for Jackie's Warrior. All I'll say is I, I'll i be
2: worried about Jackie if if they hit the, you know, say the, the first half or something of the race and he's on the lead and he's like, going semi-fast i'll be a little worried like i would like to see him run like a vanderbilt type race where he's a little bit off of it you know maybe one of these horses decides to try to push him and he can and, and rosario's decides to you know, hold up a little bit if he does that i'll be ultra confident so I it's yeah you think it's gonna happen
1: no somebody said that we look way too sober and no drinks in our hands so mike and i distinctly both picked up our drinks
2: so they, they are, are well, I would one of them is too sober here. The other one is not. Right. But I agree with that. <laughs> uh, but no, I Jackie should win this thing. And I hope he does. Like that's the thing. Even when I wanted to pick Jack Christopher when he was in the race, I I was rooting for Jackie's work. I want to, that horse deserves to win a breeders' cup yep. race. That horse has ran every race uh for sprinters that you need to run, has won every race at Saratoga that you need to win. Dude, it's time. To win, um by the way, though, how, like I, I guess you know, with with Love Rain, like, are we kind of a little hesitant with the Wesley
1: Ward? No, no, no. because that that race he hated the draw for her, he, he said was, right away, I did not
3: want her inside. And and the way it's set up, too, with she broke well and she kind of came toward the lead and then just so got like, engulfed yeah. by a wall of speed that crossed over and it was over, she hated the kickback. She quit around the turn. She was just done. She was uninterested in running after those horses crossed over on her. I hate the,
1: well, his horse that Friday didn't run well, so his horse Saturday isn't going to run well. Angle hate it. I've always hated it. Never believed in it. Because it's different horses,
3: you know? So everyone's picking Jackie Warrior. I think they all. Yeah. Have. Jackie
1: Warrior, mass. I didn't
3: want to. This I was planning on trying to beat him the last three weeks. And it just the race sets up so well for Yeah, him. yeah. Is it, how are you going to play him? Do you think it's more like a it's a cold exacta, especially if it's American Theorem? And I'm getting that if Kamari's a second choice, the exacta has value because if you can get around Kamari, all of a sudden you're looking at five to one, you're looking at six to one with Jackie's Warrior on top. I think Kamari was going to run a big race. I really do. I just you're right. The price is going to be interesting. Who uh, all right? Let's go
2: to the next one here. Did you do the mile? You want yes, the mile? mile? All right. So race eight, the Fanduel Breeders' Cup Mile. Uh, it's a grade one course, $2 million, 2-1-1 mile on the turf. Magic,
1: I'll let you <laughs> take it away. Modern Games. Modern game. You. Yeah, Modern Games is the horse. I mean, I'm not going to keep getting into the four horse. We, we all know we want, we was the horse that we wanted to play in the British Cup Juvenile Turf. One, we started the whole giant chorus of booze that happened throughout the stands, which was a nice little cherry on top. But when we saw this horse in the Woodbine Mile, it was like, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, we were, and that was the same day that we saw the Summer and then the Natal Mistakes. Both of those produced some nice winners, especially Applebee's uh, Mysterious Knife that won the summer. And then we got to Modern Games, and we we're like, holy shit, that horse just looks so – there was never a second that you thought that horse was going to lose. Now, he's got a face going two turns here, um, and this is always a tough race. From my perspective, one of the toughest races to handicap, but Modern Games, to me, is just such a beautiful horse. He stands out so well. Uh, I'm hoping – you know, we get 72 on the morning. line. I know there's been questions about the morning lines uh, at Keeneland, but – I'm hoping the fact that he didn't win his last race and then comes here off of a defeat, that helps him slightly. Because if he had won that race, this horse is like close to even money. And then you don't want to necessarily play him when it's such a deep field here. But uh, I just, the feeling we had when we saw him in person at Del Mar, and then when we were all doing the live reaction to the Woodbine Mile when he won, this horse is just electric. There's just something special about him. When he gets going, it's that
3: Appleby horse that just, just gets you electrified. It's facing a tough field. He is. He's two to one right now overseas, so I expect that's about what you're going to get in this race. It's two to one on Modern Games. Kinross really good. That thirteen post had a bad day today in every turf yes, race, he did, yeah. And that's something you got to be aware of at the mile distance, especially because it is quick into that first turn for the thirteen post. Domestic spending out in the fourteen, another one that's a major competitor that absolutely helps Modern Games being stuck out there. Annapolis sitting in the eleven also draws outside. I thought Modern Games drastically outdrew. His major competition here, because well, he beat Ivar in that Woodbine race by five. Yeah, Ivar will not be within five lengths of the winner tomorrow, right? And so it's like you, you got to think of who else can fit in that gap and, and where they drew. And in my case, everyone who I'd want to beat Modern Games with drew outside of the ten posts, and that that makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah, and I think uh, by the way, I should. you know, Well, it's uh, it, not fair.
2: I didn't dream over. you like? I, 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 I was going to go there, that. but um, yeah. but by the way, to the the, the outside post, uh, Raven C, another horse that just continues to get bad draws and run really well. Oh,
1: man, huge Chad. She, she is Chad Brown, you just feel so bad for him. She
2: needs a good post, and she she'll be definitely uh, yeah. tough to beat. So uh, another good run today, but yeah, I'm with like Modern Games, but yeah, I like Dreamloper as a horse that could could upset uh, for sure. Drew in, right inside uh, of uh, Modern Games, but.
1: I, no, go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna say uh, before we went off on Modern Games, uh, uh, there was a comment about uh, Appleby and him talking about Modern Games. I watched an interview with him on Thursday, and yeah, he he doesn't think Modern Games is losing. He is really confident. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, he was really confident on Silver Knot, but I don't think he thought that trip was going to be like that. He so,
2: even threw out um, he threw out Modern Games name when he in the in the press conference after the loss was silver not like he's like yeah i mean he ran well and i feel yeah. very i still feel very
3: confident and how many does he have in the mile uh one oh he doesn't have one australia no no that's aiden o'brien no, no that's the wrong guy okay never mind go ahead uh, still
2: he still has one and that one he thinks yeah. he can win yeah. so um you know, i think modern modern games it, it's funny because we talked about Modern games winning last year, well, winning and, you know, not none of us cashing on him. And then we thought, well, Appleby will get revenge on it this year in that race, so to speak. And he didn't. Of course, the horse ran huge. Maybe Modern Games is this, or is the horse now this year where we all can not only, not only can he win the second Breeders' Cup in a row, but we can actually catch on him this year. That's a cool spec. Alterman, of all people, wants, wants that because I know you loved him last year. Yeah. He's due, right? He's, yeah. You're due to cash on this horse.
1: Yeah, I yeah, that, that was really a depressing thing about last year. And, and to think, you know, sitting here l- last year at this time, we were so pissed. And everybody in this chat was so pissed. So I'm glad it was a little bit better of a day as far as that goes. We, we didn't have any controversy, at least. I want to put this I, I keep seeing it. I'm
2: kind of hard to believe. Like, there's no... At least I'm crazy there's no talk of rain tomorrow um it's supposed to be windy i think there's yeah like, wind but that's there's supposed to be i mean there's like a slight chance of rain later in the day i believe but uh, as far as a rain being a consideration that could certainly no. could, that could out that could result in some sort of nothing till eight o'clock difference in the track plane yeah. or however like that's non-existent um
1: over getting in the parking lot
2: yeah. that's when the rain hits so yeah don't i wouldn't take any no. consideration into that unless you're you're a wind player and <laughs> in that case you might want to re handicap these because it does seem like it's going to be very windy uh it's kind of windy today too can, can i throw out a monster price yeah Yes, please pogo the one yes thank you i wanted oh, to talk about yeah, it before we left I, this I, I race The three pogo. of us like this horse yeah, let talk about it
3: sitting on the rail this horse has been ultra competitive at seven furlongs we saw it today the 10 horse uh, meditate just, meditate who had been running at six and seven furlongs look awesome going two turns here in the u.s this horse just missed to Kinross by a nose to finish third, uh, four back, just missed to Kinross, two back, now wildly outdraws Kinross here yes. from a, just a, 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 a strategy's perspective. I, I love, I don't love Pogo 21, 20-to-1, but Pogo 21 20-to-1 is a live, live price in this race. You have incredible value at 21. You have a jockey in James Doyle, who is as
1: world-class as anyone on the turf, really, and you have a horse that... Uh, at seven and a quarter miles, or sorry, seven and a quarter furlong, sorry, to start the season that's with a ball. long race, <laughs> Very long. uh, within a group three, first race in, 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 a couple months, we're back on the turf here wins. And then that was, to me, that's the example of like, this horse can handle the mile. There's no question with the turns. Yeah. And then you see the form improving here as we're, It just feel like this horse is peaking again. You guys are both time form guys. If you don't know, if you're a buyer user in time form, I like to use 15 as that you subtract 15 from the time form you're looking at a horse that's coming in here with five of his last six starts 100 plus buyers and he's 20 to one like that should catch your attention that caught my attention when i was handing it i was like this horse should not be twenty 21 yeah no he shouldn't and like i said we got him in the multi-races tomorrow all of them and and yeah he, he definitely feels like at the worst he's going to outrun those odds the only thing is
3: yeah we'll see what price he actually is Right. <laughs> And you have Schumark jump off this horse for the three-horse Dream which, Jared, I don't think you got a chance to really talk yeah. about because we love this horse. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we
1: can go back to her before yeah, we finish, yeah.
3: but... No, I mean, I, I was going to mention uh,
2: domestic spinning as well. I was going to ask if you guys have any interest in domestic spinning before we I go back to Dream Loper. No. Not at a
1: mile. No. Not a, not, in not at a mile, period. not at 14. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Two not <laughs> not too, too big
3: red flags. And not off the year... Yeah, and, uh, whatever, not 16 but, months? Yeah, 16 half, half, up, Yeah, it It's one yeah. thing to have one question mark. But then we have two and we have three. It's just yeah. like in right. one of the most competitive Breeders Cup races of the weekend at yeah. sub ten to one. Well, that's the other
1: thing. He, he would even if he was doing super and we've seen him, it's like, damn, would, that's a tough race. Would we like him better if he was into the turf off of this layoff than the mile? I think I would. I would say yes, because I don't think the turf is all that strong in comparison to the mile and I, and miles not his distance right well, well, his resume, you his entire resume you don't do a mile with this this that is like you, a prep. you hit it right on the head this is not his distance this has never been so yeah it almost a, feels like a prep yeah. for the Hollywood Turf Cup at Del Mar at the
2: end of the month so dream lover yes uh, let's <laughs> talk about her i dream tried Loper. You <laughs> yeah, like, tried. Um, yeah. listen like i think this horse is maybe the most dangerous horse outside of modern games because you know you talk about the internationals coming in Well, this horse you know two and three back you know, obviously in, in her division, uh, ran running a mile and a quarter races, group ones, uh, overseas, uh, of course, Goodwood being the, the Nassau. You know, did, didn't run bad, it didn't run great. They cut her back to a mile facing the boys last time out, and she beats the shit out of Order Australia, who a lot of people want to pick in this race. Yeah, and it's like if you, I don't understand if you, if you, if you like Order Australia, how do you not like her? Yeah, um, Dreamloper, a horse that is three. For eight at the distance, runs consistently well at this distance. You know, the mile is where she wants to be, in my opinion. And that last race showed me that okay, they like that was enough for them to say, "Hey, let's go bring her over to the Breeders' Cup Mile and face the boys yet again." So to me, we know how these internationals run over here, uh, especially ones that are like kind of like a horse for course in a sense that they love this distance and are you know been running this well overseas. I think she's dangerous.
3: Yeah, yeah. Face Nashua. Too bad. Yeah, what's your favorite in the turf. Like yes. it's, 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 she's been keeping really good company, going longer too. I, I have Jumo for second by uh, yeah. Modern Games Jumo Pogo. Yeah, there you go. won
2: a Group One four back, uh, going a mile and eighth at Longchamp. Uh, beat a horse uh, named Wally, who I know nothing about, but
1: did come back to win.
2: I know that. <laughs> so there's that in a Group One.
1: Um, all right, so let's put a bow on that. And Longchamp is like if, if you go to Saratoga and win, like that's a big ass track. Isn't it interesting? No, but did we mention Annapolis once? A couple of times we talked about other horses and we said, yeah, I in Indianapolis are facing the next Right. i <laughs> talked about that one's chances. It's interesting. We'll see what happens. I can't
2: get there either. I'm just saying it's interesting. But, Deep, if, he, but if, he, if he goes and wins again, you're like, Deepest like, race
1: of the whole Saturday card, I say. No.
2: All right. Uh, let's go to the next. Uh, what do you want? Turf. Let's go up.
0: Uh, what you want? What you want?
2: Let's go to race number, what is that? Race 10? It's <laughs> race 10, the actual <laughs> deepest race in the entire card. Yeah, race 10 the Longines Breeders' Cup turf, grade one, four million dollars, a mile and a half on the turf, of course. And we talked about, uh, you know, some of these horses in this race. And of course, App will be looking for a win here with the three to one Rebels' Romance. It also has Nation's Pride at seven to two, uh, Mishriff in here at six to one. And of course, you've got the, the mayor from U.S., warlike goddess who. Mott has specifically said, like, if we're going to run in the Breeders' Cup, it's going to be in this race because she wants to go long.
3: So, Salman, should kick things off. Well, you didn't even mention Stone Age or Broom, 2 8 O'Brien's, one that ran second in this race last year, the other that's been ultra competitive overseas and ran significantly better after going back overseas, after running here in the US, and now is coming back for another effort here in the Breeders' Cup. Uh, contention runs deep here. I'm just really excited to be able to see this race. Warlike Goddess is going to be three to one or four to one based on the the daily doubles that we saw today and the, the future prices online. I can't better at that price, but it'd be kind of fun to see Mott win this race with Warlike Goddess. Um, By the way, you, I, to, to that point, and I, we said it last night, and
2: it held true tonight with, or today with Victoria's Road. Like Aiden O'Brien has these horses that they come over and they look good, but they're definitely not the favorite. There's another there's another two, horse or two that looks better, mm-hmm. and he wins. Yeah. And that it happens every time, like with the, it's not. And no O'Brien's never. It well, you might, but it doesn't seem to win at one to two or whatever.
3: Like it's horses that are five, ten to one, something like that. And, and both of his horses, Broom, who ran second, like I said, gets Ired back and Stone Age are ultra dangerous in this spot. I, yes. I, I, I would not discount either of them, and they're sitting on the board at twelve and fifteen to one. I thought it was interesting that Nation's Pride was the horse he mentioned, and not Rebels Romance. And by he, I mean Appleby yeah. after the the Juvenile Turf. I, I like. I liked Rebels Romance more. Now I'm a little worried, because <laughs> like, wait, wait, why are we just ignoring Rebels Romance? Why are we talking about Nations Friday? Like what's going on, man? Um, so that kind of take makes me step back. But I got Mischief on top. I, if Mischief came here last year, in last year's form, he would be two to one in this race. Yep. And you're sitting here staring at six to one, he's not gonna get that. He's the one horse that's gonna get ignored because of this Applebee thing, because of the, the, the fact that Warlike Goddess is in here you're going to get six to eight to one on Mishriff. Who has the best races on paper? Now, does he fire that race tomorrow? We don't know. But if you go to whose A-plus game wins his race, it's Mishriff's.
1: His uh, a job on international race this year, when he lost to Bai, who would be one not, one to five in this race, that race could win this. Like, Mishriff was that good in that race. He just ran into a monster in
3: Baye. The, the job on international last year. Was is the most impressive race on anyone's page, period. Cool. Running a 129 time form and winning by six legs. He has the races on paper to dominate this field. Now, whether or not he actually shows up like that tomorrow, we'll find out. It's but been a while. At the price, I'm willing to take a chance of Mishra.
1: Yeah, six to one. I think you'll get every bit of it because those Appleby horses are going to take money. And yeah. like you said, the big key to the whole thing is more like, Ah, oh, she is going to take money that doesn't necessarily mean she's not going to win, though. That's the thing. She's just going to be a little bit over bet. Uh, listen, I, I thought coming into this thing, yeah, probably not for Warlike Goddess. You see how this thing is going to maybe unfold for her? You see these horses that are coming over? I wouldn't sleep on Warlike Goddess. I think that horse could win. Maybe, now, listen, again, maybe it's not a good bet. Maybe she's bet down too hard. I think she's going to be really competitive
2: tomorrow. Uh Let's see. Vicky wants to know, by the way, how long oh, it took sorry. us. Um, it took us about an hour to get out of the Keeneland parking lot. Yeah, it was brutal. And it
1: was bad. And we were like
2: weaving all around the back. Like I think we went through
3: all of Calumet Farm. We went the whole farm. We saw Oxbow. <laughs> yeah, he was it, jogging. Next it was to an us. hour,
1: and then all of a sudden we
3: went. We just circled back to Keeneland. Yeah.
1: We literally, yeah, they took us all the way back and around, and then right back to the road that we could have just turned right
3: on. Our, our, our Airbnb way. is 14 minutes away. After being an hour in the car. We were 13 minutes away from our Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We ordered a pizza Crazy.
2: on the while we were in the car, and it beat us here. So yeah. that's right. But, you know. Oh,
1: yeah, the ride share thing. Did you remember? We walked. We were leaving. We saw the giant line. Oh, it line. looked like a mess. It yeah. was It, it was a like mile a long on the
3: ride share cars, too. Yeah, thank God we didn't do that. You had people literally walking all the way out to the street to try and get a ride share out on yeah. the street so it was impossible to get one in Keenan. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was rough. Um, well, we'll see. Hopefully they do it better tomorrow. But you know, tomorrow we have a plan.
1: Sounds like Doc had some trouble. He said his shuttle bus ran over the <laughs> sign. We're bringing a cooler
2: tomorrow, and we're gonna just pack. We're them. gonna fucking tailgate. So we're yeah. just gonna
1: tailgate while everyone yeah. deals with uh, the traffic. You're parking and in the meadow. Yeah, in the meadow. If you're in the meadow. meadow, we're gonna tailgate until at least this time, and then yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully we can <laughs> celebrate some fly line. If, actually, if we get yeah. a good enough signal, we might just do the damn live show from right there.
2: To park. That'd be fine. Yeah,
1: that'd be fun
2: i'm not doubtful that we'll do that but still um <laughs> like I, how you brought that back we're not actually we're not doing that yeah, so. yeah but, but magic they'll, might don't um, say dumb
1: things and let's <laughs> go on
2: <laughs> listen uh, the more i looked at this race i i kind of wanted to i really want to pick broom i'm interested in what the price will be on broom uh, eventually uh because you know, it was a horse that it run, ran very similar last year coming into this race and and didn't look completely great overseas and they came over and almost won the thing. Yabir was the only horse that beat the horse. Um, and then came over here the sword dancer ran fourth, beat one and a half to, uh, Giffo and Muir mission. Like we were there obviously to see that, um, kind of bummer that that horse didn't run better. It was a favorite that day, but you gotta know, you gotta think that Aiden O'Brien is bringing this horse over because he knows this horse really likes the United States. This horse has ran well here consistently. I think at that price, that's got Aiden O'Brien written all over it.
1: Are we over... I, I agree. Are we kind of overplaying the IRAD got the broom mount? Or is it just, hey, we saw what happened in Saratoga, and we want him on there, you know, because he didn't get a great trip at Saratoga. Broom is is super good. I'm not questioning the pick of broom. I'm just, I'm just like, are we overanalyzing the IRAD thing? He wrote him the Beers Cup last year. Did he really? Yes. yes I don't know. Did. I do not yes. remember that. Yeah. He did. But well, yeah. I would explain that. So, Datoria was named on both of the mounts, Japan and broom and then what horse scratched that's right no no that's right and i was like freaking out trying yeah. to pick which one of that's the horses right. to use Yeah, that's what
3: happened yep. but, and then, then irad did not ride him last time he was in the u.s right so right correctly yeah. and now he is back on him for the breeder's cup and irad had alaska's last year. time more I, came up came with him oh that's time, right irad right. uh, uh, I I could have ended up somewhere else here and he, he yes. ended up on broom I, it's the breeder's cup effing turf irad ortiz jr is going to be on the best
1: horse so. possible best horse he can be best horse possible yeah
2: um and I, but to be honest, I don't look at, I don't look at the, I don't look at the IRAD like that's, that's a, that's a plus or a minus. I just look at like, that's great that I have IRAD on, but I, I mean, I don't think that that makes a difference in, to me in terms of, I mean, yeah, if, if they would have gotten like someone that some random jockey, then you'd be like, well,
3: that just, I, it, it,
2: it is, helps. It
3: instills confidence because he's ridden them before. And I like U.S. jockeys riding international horses in the U.S. because they have experience over these courses. Rebels Romance. Uh, okay, so let's
2: talk. Let's talk the uh, the Appleby horses. Which? What's the case for each one of
1: them? Rebels Romance hasn't, hasn't lost this year. Good, case. Case. he's won two two Group <laughs> One races in a row and has of the assistants. I mean, I think that's the case. He on paper he looks the best, but it's it is weird. The jockey thing's weird. Yeah, that's the case for him. I think Nation's Pride, the case is he's looked really good over here. Like he's, he's and look what Appleby did with Yabir beer as a three-year-old exactly, last yeah. year. It's the same pattern. Now, I mean, maybe that pattern gets over bet because of what happened last year, but still he knows the pattern to win this race, obviously. So they look really, really good. It's probably the best argument, right? They just look
3: really good on paper. I mean, Rebels Romance back to back to back to back, 119 plus time form numbers. Then comes over here, you have very few horses in this field that can run 120s. Um, so just phenomenal. A case against Rebels Romance, been the favorite in every one of those races. Not very good on firm turf. Like we haven't seen the effort on firm turf. So, and, and to me, you mentioned the jockey thing. Buick on Nation's Pride is like, wait a second, what? Yeah. Yeah, he's written Rebel's Romance three of the last four times. Yeah. And I get we get Doyle here, who wrote him the other time that he won. But why is Buick picking the five? And I assume this is a choice to pick the five. It was. Over the three. And that's what makes you take a step back as someone who likes Rebel romance more than Nation's Pride on paper and visually. Uh, what am I missing? Because Buick knows both these sources very well. Yep. So Buick had said that it was because Nation's Pride had run in America
1: and won that's why he wanted this horse over rebels romance it was that american racing experience
2: and he's rode he's rode both of them several times so it's like you you have plenty of opportunity inside yeah. like yeah he knows you think yeah. is best and I, yeah i agree I, I thought wow that's weird that you know he he did ride this horse in the saratoga derby over here um and mind you this is a horse that is a, is you probably should have won the i don't know what, what the hell they call it, the triple crown of the, what do they call it? The turf, turf Tierra, Tierra, or whatever. Whatever it was. No uh, turf, 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 turf. turf
1: triple. The, the Trinity turf triple, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever it was.
2: It was triple, he's, he's a classic causeway away from when. From well, when he was he's great.
1: a shitty ride away. Is what I'm. Thank you. it was off, but he got good rides. He dominated the field. The Tory made here. up for it in, in the
3: last race, but yeah, I mean, yeah the but the he Tory was a out. shit ride. That he dominated three-year-olds. I get yeah. Water is deeper. Definitely.
1: He did beat Annapolis at Saratoga. Annapolis looks like a nice horse, but maybe that was too far for Annapolis that day, you know. So Annapolis in the mile, not here. He he has questions. There's no doubt. All
2: right, so uh, give me a your top pick. Give me a horse that you're interested in underneath, or like a long shot price. Go.
1: Um, I went Rebels Romance on top. I don't love it. Uh, Broom is my horse. in Broom and Stone Age, that's what I want to play underneath. I I, I like them both. I put Mischief on
3: top. I think his best is the best. Um, Stone Age, for me, is the price. I, I love what he did in Europe after running in the U.S. You're going say, I'm going to combine the two of you. I've got the uh, I've got the two three-year-olds of the nation's pride
1: on top. Stone Age was my play in the Epsom Derby. He was a 72-second choice from Desert Crown, who was a beast uh, in Europe. And I haven't been able to quit trying to play this horse. I have a feeling he's going to get one of these big, gray Group 1 wins Aiden O'Brien has that faith in him because you look at who he's been running against. I think he's got a lot of talent. I just think he outruns his odds here.
2: I cashed in on a huge Euro exacta today. I'm going to hope to do the same in this race tomorrow. I'm looking at the Rebels romance over Broom exactive. I think I, one. I love that one. Um, I love Broom to kind of run another race where he looks like he he can win the thing. And hopefully Rebels Romance. And honestly, if you like the if you like Nation's Pride, I think Broom's going to run well. So I think that if you if you can just throw that horse underneath somewhere and hopefully get anywhere in the ballpark of that 12 to one. Um, Cause I think you will, because there's enough other horses, even though broom is, is interesting um, that you would get a good price. So I like
3: that. Before cool. we go on real quick, what price would you need to bet more like us? Ooh, six to
0: one.
3: Against <sighs> this field, six to one.
2: Uh, I would, I would probably need, yeah, somewhere in that seven, eight to one, somewhere in there, probably.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm with it six to one. Feel big, that big right? But I need, I need to one my mind. If she wins, are we pretty happy? I mean, we're not going to hit our bets, but we happy that she wins. She's, she's the ultimate horse that
2: even if I don't hit anything in that race, or if she beats me in that race, yeah. I'm yeah. happy for her. If yeah. I don't
1: cash, I want her to win. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've, we've been big fans of her for years. That would be really fun. And again, I. I I think she can win it, but that three-to-one, that's really tough to choke down, and I think that's what she's going to end up being up. All
2: right, let's go to the last race here. No no surprise here. We're going to talk about the classic, of course. We're not going to leave you guys hanging. Race 11, Longines Breeders' Cup, classic, Grade one, $6 million for three-year-olds and up going a mile in the quarter. Of course, this is the main event of the two days, three-to-five uh, morning line on flight. What did you say that he currently was two-to-five?
1: Uh, two, yeah, two to five. I'll look it up right now. Two Where to
2: five currently five. on uh flight line, the four horse. Of course you got epicenter. It's really it's really about uh a flight line. And then the next one is it, it, which three-year-old do you like, whether it be epicenter or taba? Can life is good get the distance? Can he challenge flight line? Can he hold on? Can he go wire to wire? And then you've got the kind of the others, the, the other olders, Olympiad and Hot Rod Charlie. Then you got Rich Strike kind of looming in there that won the Kentucky Derby can he kind of solidify himself as a legit three-year-old by running a big race in the classic. This is top to bottom, man. This is like, this is one of the best classics we've we've seen. Well, certainly since we've been covering it yep. um, back, you know, since Zenyatta 2008. So to have a classic top to bottom eight horse field and, and really feel like all eight could certainly hit in the exacto. I think we all could agree like if any of these horses finished second, you're not totally surprised here. It's that kind of field. Halterman, I'll kick it off with you. Flight line, anything turn you from this horse uh, after day one?
1: No, absolutely. I don't know what it would be, right? I don't think so at all. I Listen, you're right. You said it. It's, it's a great race with a superstar horse. Hello, everybody. So it was a superstar horse, but you do have a great bunch of horses that have got a chance to try to beat it in this spot, and so that's that's what makes it fun, you have other options if you wanna to try to beat him. The problem is, and I think anybody can really agree with this, if he shows up how he ran last time out, I just, I don't know how they'll beat him. You know, I, I think, as weird as it sounds, I think Life is good as a horse that could, but he also is a horse that could be like sixth, right? Like, I think that Life is good path to win is actually pretty clear. For the rest of them, it's gonna be tough,
3: right? It's an interesting spot because this is a really talented field in my mind. I agree with you, Jared. I mean, we have we have the Derby winner. We've got the Travers winner. We've got uh, just a bunch of solid horses that are showing up for this race to take on the Flightline. I only see three possible paths to victory. I think the Flightline is Flightline. It just beats the crap out of this field. There's nothing you can do about it. I think Life is Good wires the field, which is something you have to at least consider here because Life is Good will make the lead and Flightline probably is not going to press. Flightline's going to be behind him in second, but not necessarily pressed. And then Taba, who I think is the logical horse to take a massive step forward. Yeah. Um, it would need to be a massive step forward, don't get me wrong. But if Flightline doesn't fire, and Life is Good comes back, Taba's the only other horse that I think can win this race. Oh, that's that, yeah, gotta be
2: to you now, because
1: I know you hate that. Well, I think Epicenter has proven time <laughs> and time and time and time again, you give him a target. I mean, if you give him a target and it's the length of the stretch, I mean, the length of a, any racetrack stretch, it's not going to work out for you. But I think Epicenter is really like the horse that has shown that if you give him a target, he's going to go after him. You look at the Derby. He lost the Derby because he didn't see rich strike and the hole. was open on the inside. He lost the LeComp stakes. Why? He didn't see the goddamn horse coming up on the outside. Rosario is the reason this horse has lost those races, not Epicenter, not because of his talent or just because the horse just surprised him. You're not, Flightline's not surprising him. Flightline's ahead of him. He goes and gets him. Flightline, the only horses that he's had to go and get is going to be Speaker's Corner, right? That was the horse you got the first yeah, time. And then Extra Hope. Tis a Magician goes and gets Extra Hope, guys. I'm sorry. Like, that is not a good horse for him to be like, oh, he went and got him on the backstretch. No. So, if you are looking for a horse to play against Buttland, my vote's for epicenter. Wow. Greg, well, Greg said you're right. So, that that I don't know about Greg. Here's he, the,
2: Greg's been right all night in the chat. Greg, in, I love In you. the race. He's, <laughs> dr- he's drunker <laughs> than you are, I think. So. <laughs> hey, that's hard to do right
1: now, boy. Let's <laughs> Here's the deal. I think Epicenter is coming into this race as the second best horse. I don't think he's the most likely horse to finish second though. And here's why I think Baffert runs for second period. I don't think he messes with anything out there. I think Aspreyson coming here to win it. And I think Aspreyson is going to be the one to make that big move into flight line. And and it's just going to be, if he does and he can't make up that ground, like he's used to making up, like Magic talked about, well, he kind of get discouraged and kind of quit. And then here comes Tava, you know, Tava, listen, Baffert knows I can't beat this horse. So he's going to just let, all, let it all unfold. You know, hey, if flight line falls apart, hey, maybe maybe I can go up there and win it. But likely I'm going to go get second, kind of like I did last year when I couldn't beat Nick's go. I didn't run with him early. I just ran for second. And that's what we're going to see from Tava.
2: Yeah, I feel like I, I've been saying this for for weeks now. Like, I just feel like this is a, a, a matter of two different races that we're going to see uh, play out tomorrow. I think you're going to see the the life is good go out and flyline will be tracking him. Cause he's the only horse in the field. that's fast enough to go with him somewhat early and also be hanging around late. And then you got the other ones, everyone else behind, No, like you said, Taba, he certainly isn't going to mess with it. Epicenter. They're not going to mess with it. I don't, I, I do think he's going to be more forwardly placed, but I don't think he's going to mess with trying to go with those two, uh, you know, Olympia and rich strike and you name it. Like, so you're going to have this group of horses that are, And those horses are just simply faster than the rest of them. So they're going to separate. We saw what Flightline did in the Pacific Classic. We've seen what Life is Good can do. Those two are going to separate. And Flightline certainly and Pratt are not going to let him go out and just steal this thing. So they're going to keep going ahead of everybody. So it's going to be a matter of if Flightline can go and tackle him, if, like you said, you laid it out perfectly, if Life is Good is just simply too good tomorrow and Flightline can't get to him, or they completely, uh, completely fold in one of these horses in that second pack. But I, I really think that it, you're right. Like I think it's a matter of these horses, which ones are going to be playing for hoping that this is some sort of a pace collapse or at least hoping that life is good comes back. We can get second because that gap is going to be huge between say
3: Tavo or Epicenter and Flightline when they hit the f- last turn. Well, and Olympiad is going to be the one sitting in third. Olympiad is probably the third fastest early horse here. So the first run's most likely gonna be Olympia, who you assume is gonna get rejected, right? Like, you, you see, I, by the way, Mott was like,
1: he's dangerous, don't ignore Olympia.
3: Well he's well, I think he's, he's the best for older second. horse. I like I have him in third. I, I don't 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 throw shade as Olympia. That horse has run in every race this year, banged heads and consistently run well, was sub two to one against Life is Good Two back and, and tried to chase him. I think he'll learn his lesson. He was also three and four wide all the way around that race. That's true. I, I think Olympiad is the sneaky one if you're looking for a price to fill out the trifecta. Okay, do you want me to read off the current odds as we sit right now for the Classic? You know what, Aaron? Could you read off the current odds as we sit right now for the
1: Classic? You're right. I, I, well yes, well yes, so, said. Yeah, thank you. Number one is Taba, twenty-eight to one right yeah, now on Taba. That's twenty eight yeah, to like, one.
3: All right, so the rest of this is irrelevant. <laughs> yeah.
1: Life is well, let's just no, it's not. Life is good is 18 to 1. Happy Saver, 49 to 1. Flightline, 1 to 9. So that's why
3: they're the put well, well, right. it
1: Hot Rod Charlie, 21 to 1. Epicenter, 13 to 1. Olympiad 71 to 1. That's wrong.
3: That's wrong. <laughs> and rip strike 25 no, yeah, to 1. Is, that's that's irrelevant. But, that, hey, if, if you're getting the longest price on the board is Olympiad, he deserves to be in your track. No, yeah, that's fair. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs>
2: to that, two uh, agree, two disagree. <laughs> I, I do want to be clear. I've seen a few. Um, to Jalen, my boy, Jalen, what's up, buddy? I did. I'm not, I'm not saying that those two are like competitive against each other, but I am saying if there's any two horses that are going out there, it's going to be those two, and Flatline will be able to sit off and kind of do his thing.
1: Listen, let me be very clear. I agree with Jalen. I don't think. Life is good is gonna be around at the end. The only way you've got a shot to beat Flatline, though, in my opinion, is
2: if just go. Life is good.
1: Catches a flyer, gets out about no. five links ahead, just go. And for whatever reason doesn't come back. Who what would you rather do? Try to pass him? I would not, you know. But I'm with Jalen. I I don't have it, I don't have Life is Good in my top four. It is such a funny But if he wins gates wire, are we gonna just be absolutely shocked? No, if- it's
3: one of the three launch clock. Exactly. It yeah, is yeah. such
2: a funny I don't either. Yeah. I don't have it in my top four either. Yeah. It's yeah. such a funny, but if I also think he's the second likely, most likely no. horse to win because if if Wyland doesn't fire, because Life is Good is going to be right. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: can see it
3: unfolding yeah. in your mind, and it's, I think it's so is... weird. This and is that's... also an important betting discussion. Why, if you're playing multi legs, Life is Good's a horse I would consider including if you're going to try and beat Flightline. Yeah, I'm not going to put him in my super. Because he's either on top or he's an eighth to me. I, I agree. I think he's all or
1: nothing. Yeah. And, and look, what happens if Flatland doesn't get out of the gate and, and, and he's kind of back and he, he's struggling? All of a sudden, life is Flight, good. I can't break magic. <laughs> well, all of a sudden, a life is good five in front of everybody. Yes. He's in a race yeah. by himself. You know? So that can happen. It's very possible that he gets a trip like that. Now, Willie, hold on. That's, you know, that's up to you to bet it. But he can get a trip like that.
2: How are you? Okay. That's a good good segue into our, our final part of this. Yeah. He's one to nine or, you know, we won't be one to nine, but he'll be three to five or something in that ballpark. How do you bet this race with Flightline seemingly such a overwhelming favorite? How do you make money in a race like this? Is it playing a cold, you know, try is it playing a cold exacta? Um, Are you trying to beat him completely? How are you trying to, to make money in this race?
3: I think it depends who you like in second. If you like epicenter in second, you're probably playing a cold try. Because your value for Flightline over Epicenter is going to be massively, massively marginalized because they are the favorite and second favorite yep. in the biggest race in the year, in a race that will feature the BCBC's ending, which means that you're going to see some massive exactas on that exact exacta. You're going to see a ton of Flightline into Epicenter money in BCBC. You're going to get 250, something like that. It's way too short of a price for me. You got to go cold try if you're going to play Epicenter in second. If you like anyone else in second, I think there's value. Because the, of the amount of money that's going to be put onto that flightline epicenter, exacta, all of a sudden, flightline Tava, flightline Olympiad, flightline Hot Rod Charlie, flightline Rich Strike, all have significantly higher value. Especially if you assume flightline life is good, money is burnt. That exactly can't happen. If you assume that and you don't like epicenter in a second, I think the cold exact is the way to go. Yep, I totally agree. And
1: I think you gotta, you gotta, like I said, if it's not epicenter, if you, that's what you gotta do. The way Tava's being bad, if he's the fourth or fifth choice, I think he's the logical <laughs> horse underneath. I think Epicenter. Let's. I mentioned this to you guys. I think Epicenter is like I like him maybe five percent more than Tava, right? But if Tava's exactly is paying double, whatever, or triple what is going to pay, it's pretty logical from a betting standpoint. The Tava's the one, yeah. So, but again, I mean, you you have to go, you have to play it straight, and and you just have to pound that that. You know, you can't box it, you can't do anything like that. It's, you pound your opinion, and, and hopefully you're
2: right. Um, I saw it somewhere, but the, the chat's going crazy, so I can't get keep up. There is no chance that Taba and Epicenter or someone I don't know who else the other horse was go after. Life is good early. I saw that comment. Um, there's no way yeah. that Taba push tries to go after anyone in the front um, early in this race. I, like I think Haltzman is dead on when it comes to, to Baffert. He did it last year with Medina Spirit. And Nick Sko, of course, being uh, the speed of the speed, he knew that there's no way we can go out there and try to challenge this horse. And by the way, let's remember, Medina Spirit had shown speed. It was a a speedy type horse. Many
1: people thought he would try And they said,
2: nope, not happening. And he would do. He finished second because he was the second best horse that day based on how they ran the race. So I don't think there's any chance that they try to send Taba to try to pressure anything up front early.
1: Well, Tate, why would they do it? The tape hasn't pressured anybody early uh, his front of a long time? The off yeah, right now, I mean yeah. He, he gets off the pace, so he's not doing it. Epicenter at times earlier in the year was on the pace, but that, he hasn't been in a long time either. And that's what makes it interesting. Flightline has to do the
3: pressuring,
1: right? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But he has the ability for sure, the natural speed to get out there within range.
2: Flightline wins. What is he is he the best horse you've ever seen?
3: mind, cigar cigar still holds that title for me and, and you need to flight line needs to run more than five times for me to even consider it that's just it i mean it it's two questions
1: if he wins and let's say he wins by like a, a nice impressive margin is he the most talented horse i've ever seen like just his raw physical ability maybe but is he like if we're going to run five six times and retire no I'm, I'm i would not consider him in the top however many right i mean I, we need uh, – you, you gotta. you've you got to have a season and, and then maybe another season. I mean, you got to have a career. This isn't a career. This is just I'm spotting, you know, like just spotting my races. And That's the bummer shot. about it
2: is even if he does win, like we, we all think – I think we all think he's going to, if they retire him after this, it'll, all, it'll always be like I think he was maybe one of the best horses I've ever seen. But because we did saw such a short sample size of him and a short – and all the gaps between all his races mm-hmm. – that you don't really know, you know for sure that he was like you said, like a cigar or, or a ghost zapper or and, whoever. And to you play, like.
1: to play the devil's advocate, if he loses, well, then, they, nobody's going to give a shit about this horse he's ever again. He's a
3: blip. This radar. is and that when yeah. you
1: only run five, six times, it's all or nothing when you get to these big spots,
3: and you're not in the Derby or, the tri- or the, any of the Triple Crown. He, he right literally ever. will yeah.
1: be like a Catalina Cruiser type. Right, remember Kelly Cruiser was like, whoa, he's unbelievable, and then he never could win. Don't don't, do not put that on. It's very he will be. He'll be a horse that retires with five wins if whatever he does over here if he doesn't win. And it's just like who cares?
3: And if he wins this and then retires, he's arrogant. Yeah. He's a horse that broke the travers, the track record in the Travers, won the classic, had had a phenomenal race in Dubai. Yeah. And it was an amazing three-race stretch, but you're not on the Mount Rushmore of the best no. horses ever. Mm-hmm. Now, you can make a, a Mount Rushmore of the most talented horses, and that's where your argument comes from. Well, I from think this like, is where this horse is approaching. Yeah. Like the arrogant type of thing. And, and, and that's, why think, to win. that's why I said, and there's been a ton of talk in the chat about whether or not this is going to be the last time you see Flightline. Yeah. For him to make the Mount Rushmore of horses that I've ever seen from a the best horse ever, you got to win this year next year. And I don't think oh, yeah. we're going to get that chance. I, yeah. think he's, I think he's done after this race.
2: I don't think he leaves Kentucky yet. Well, unless there's some Dad. sort of breeding rights overseas or something. I don't think he leaves. No, his breeding rights are here. Don't leave. He's gonna leave Kentucky anytime no. soon. Who
1: bought the breeding rights? I don't know. I was Lane's End. Yeah. I
3: don't care
1: about yeah. that shit. All
3: right. There you go. <laughs> the point is, he's not. I don't like care Kentucky. if they really get to the track. So. But he did this with right, right. the fact. <laughs> the fact that that's even being discussed tells you this is probably his last. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: and 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 to that point as well, like earlier, not that long ago. It was like, oh, there was like, oh, we're we're definitely running four. like that's that's happening, you know. And we were like, now yeah. it's kind of shifted from that to, well, if he wins the classic by five, he might have a two hundred thousand dollars stud fee. Are we really going to bypass that and and yep. see what happens? So yeah, I mean, can't really blame him, but still, I'd like to see him at four. All right, you are flatline Taba. Fight Flat, no, you are you're epicenter.
1: I know no, like, no, flatline Taba. Who okay, is are. the bet if you're going to bet it? Same. two. Epicenter. Four, six, five. Sorry, I check. assume that's... That's the Charlie for third. Yes, yeah, appreciate it. Thank third.
2: you. Let's use names. Okay, moving forward, please. Um, it's like, on the I, damn screen.
1: Uh, Look at your computer I'm screen. Like Don't yes. wear a tie ever again, yeah. either. Yeah. You're the only person in this room wearing a tie. The only person prepared?
2: Got it. The only person that went a little bit overboard.
1: Um. All right, I went yeah, we with White Line do, over Taba
2: in the classic Hell of a Race. Make sure you guys watch this, of course. Uh, tomorrow, the main event. We'll see if I can get it done. Yes. Oh, the people want, it, like, people want to know who's you oh, yeah. who over your shoulder. Special guest oh, here. Dr. Miranda's here. Yeah, Dr. Miranda is Thank in the you. house. Dr.
3: Miranda. Real quick question. What? Yeah. Are um, you making Roman? No. No, I'm not No, that. No. no, no, God, no, my. no. Get that out of here. It's a Breeders' Cup no, Wait, wait, wait. Wait, no. is that Woodford,
1: though? Yeah. Oh, oh that's it's
2: different. different.
1: I'm not doing it. Nope. No, it's a British Cup tradition. So no, I'm not, not doing it. A, no, a, not my no, tradition. I'll, I'll there we I'll go. i will do it with you because I am a man. And, and you can be a man all you want. Drink, drinking. Alcohol, I'll, I'll alcohol, be a little. Aaron and I will have wine tomorrow. That's what we'll be. Hey, cheers. Cup. By the way, they're doing
2: bull shots for those of you who missed it. It's if you can see this. It's
3: it's a tradition unlike any other. Real quick question: Someone asked in the chat. Course of the year. Who could be horse of the year if they win tomorrow? I'm gonna go, I'll go over the list.
1: Epicenter, Flightline. I said I'll go over the list. And I already have a fucking list, I'm prepared. Woo-hoo! Go ahead. Taba.
2: Life is Good. There's a doozy
1: of a one in here. Flightline. No. If he wins. No, I'm
2: saying, but there's a doozy I'm
1: waiting for. Epicenter, Olympiad, Ridge strike. Rich Strike. Rich. All of them are horse of the year with a win tomorrow. And he's not wrong. Now, what if Nest wins? Okay. Well it depends on what happens in the in the classic, and the classic But the class he just named half the classic field. He like
3: hot rod Charlie right. win the classic if, for Ness to win. If Ness and Olympiad win, or if Ness and Rich Strike win, or if, if Ness okay if Ness that was Olymp- Woodford that Det- left.
1: If Ness and Olympiad win, it's Det- Laf- Laf- hard. Olympiad's <laughs> lost once and has ran a bunch of times. I agree. So I, I think I- Olympiad wins. Uh Ness and Rich Strike. I- Guy, if the guy wins at Derby in the classic, he I can, would vote he for Richard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Epicenter, you got to vote for him. Um,
3: life is good. Yeah.
1: So, the guys have so, lost in this country. So, oh. so, in
3: other words, the winner of the classic your horse of the year.
1: Unless it's Hot Rod Charlie or Happy. And, a, and, a, yes. and,
3: a, and another conversation that we've had with
2: John is what happens if, say, well, fly, let's say Flatling rolls like five links or something. Um, Nest doesn't win, or maybe she wins by a nostril to. to Clarier or something, but not like nothing overly impressive. But still wins. If if it's Rich or if it's uh, epicenter and Taba underneath, who do you give the
3: three-year-old to the year? Like, let's say
2: Taba beats epicenter underneath. Doesn't matter.
3: Taba has to win. Taba has no no legitimate Grade One wins as a three-year-old. I'm sorry, Parks, but no legitimate Grade One wins as a three-year-old. I agree. agree Well,
1: here's here's kind of a weird deal with voters. Okay, he won the Santa Anita Derby, which is a Grade One. Epicenter won the Louisiana Derby, which is a Grade Two. Well, voters, some voters, have that Santa Anita Derby ranked higher than the Louisiana Derby. It's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same. It's the last prep for a Kentucky Derby at a at, on a major circuit. So that's the weird thing about it. I mean, I'm with you, like. The Pennsylvania Derby is not going to outweigh the Travers.
3: Give me, give me the Derby, the Preakness, the Belmont, it, the Haskell, Travers. the Travers. Those if five, you like would have like like won the, the Haskell, Haskell, haskell would have been different. If they 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 all of a sudden, you have the conversation like, yeah, "Well, this he is won one on the
2: Haskell, yeah. one won the Travers, and if they were kind of finished, yeah, you could make a
3: case." But the no. Epicenter has second in the Derby. No, I agree. In the Preakness, Epicenter's gone the band, all the dance the Travers. Yeah, he's he's the one. Unless Tabor wins. Yeah, if Tabor wins, yeah, new conversation. Yeah, you can't run second and third. And think you're going to jump at what center. A, what a, by
2: the way, what a year it would be for Tava and Bob Batford, I guess, for that matter, if he were to win, and all he wins three of the year, and he's going to win horse of the year if he wins a classic. That so, would be something. We're all <laughs> pulling
0: for him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Poor tough luck Bob. Alright, that's all the time we have, guys. So make sure you go check us out at racingdudes.com for all our picks. For the Breeders' Cup on Saturday. uh, the, Hey, this is your time. Your time to shine. You did it last night tournament tomorrow. Yeah, we've got a tournament tomorrow, guys. Did you we know? had one today, too. We, we had a qualifier
3: in the room. We had one today. We, did. Okay. we had a second.
1: Up up. Yeah. Uh, second, right?
2: Second. We so we she's did. in the, the championship. Uh, we
1: signed championship. her to a long-term contract yeah, today, too. We did, yeah. Which yeah. now
3: yeah. means she's not eligible to win the $500. This is believe- great news for everybody else. Hey!
1: <laughs> I talk- oh, that sucks.
2: Sorry. <laughs> I still have to talk to you. You want to wait her, uh, till
0: New Year? <laughs> I, still-
2: <laughs> I still have to talk to her agent, but I believe we worked out a deal with free PPS that would start off for. Oh, yeah, right, all right, yeah. So the cash. money's gone. Great. No money. No great, money. Great. Just PPS, and I got to take care. Of. Don't
3: worry about it. We'll talk. No about money. Just just pastries. Remember, I'm <laughs> yeah, <off> the Al <laughs> I was supposed to be talking, right? Okay, yeah. sorry. sorry, go ahead. So today we're going to turn it with 51 people, 10 people qualified for the December 26th finals where we are giving away $500. Tomorrow we'll have another tournament. One in every five people can qualify over at horsetourneys.com. If you're following any of the dudes here or an email subscriber, you can get that email. You can go check out that tournament with the link directly to it. We had 51 today, like I said. The winner got 407 bucks. Miranda. 400 Miranda we got, got seconds. 177 yeah, for finishing second. Too, okay. uh, she was telling us how much she wanted the $400 all day at the racetrack, though. So make sure you sign up so that Miranda can try and win more than $400 tomorrow. She wants your money.
1: She needs diapers, okay, Good guys? Yes, <laughs> diapers are not cheap. We it's an
3: absolute like. blast to play. It's the full card on Keeneland. Make sure, you get, <laughs> make sure you get picks early. So that so that you can get in here. The first post is at like nine fifty five tomorrow. It's super early, so make sure you get your picks in tonight. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Make sure you get your picks in tonight if you want to play a tournament tomorrow, uh, because the race will go off and then blocks. What are we at here? Let's
2: look. Let's see how many we got in the uh, Saturdays. Yeah, we're up to almost five hundred dollars in the pool. So uh, that number will obviously continue to go. I think we had oh, at eight hundred dollars or something. It's right about thirty people. Yeah. So it's uh it's good. And again, we you have you can compete against us. Of course, one what, what of us surely will. I we'll, finished twelve. We'll qualify, yeah, right? Yeah, maybe eventually. Maybe we only have like this one and maybe one more before the thing. We'll have as many as it takes, I guess. So
1: <laughs> I picked six nine six nine six nine. So I don't think I'll qualify. You didn't get last though. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't last either. one to the person who didn't actually make any picks. Well, there you go. Well,
2: thanks for that magic. Um, all right, uh, make sure you check us out uh on our social channels at race center squad dudes on twitter you can check his up on instagram and of course facebook we got all kinds of content uh our youtube page if you're watching us on youtube make sure you hit like on this video make sure you subscribe to our channel magic wants to get us to the eight thousand dollar threshold that we eight thousand dollars i would love to get to the eight thousand dollars that would also be nice have we hit that no we haven't yet either one no no okay.
1: what how many subscribers do we have uh we're
2: about 120 like there you so go. Friends. 120 friends. Get Magic on gets there.
1: fired unless we get 8,000.
2: By the end of the Breeders, the last <laughs> Breeders' Cup race tomorrow, if we don't have 8,000, he's fired. That's right.
1: So you better... Guys. <laughs> See, everybody starts unsubscribing. 6,000! What happened? Oh, man. That was cute,
0: I think. Maybe. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, all
2: right, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. I'm not even going to ask you guys your names last time you guys fucked that up. And I'm like... And, uh, <laughs> he's magic. Thanks for listening, guys. Good luck tomorrow in the Breeders' Cup. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. <laughs>